0: in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio.
1: good Monday morning to you. It is... Let me look at the calendar. I'm all I'm all befuddled today. Oh, do it's, we got a story? Uh, it's uh, May fifteenth, I believe. Is that correct?
2: Dead in the middle, right of right. the month. There,
1: there you go. It's uh, David oh. and Brenda with you on the morning blend. Thank you so much for joining us. We are family. Thanks for joining the family. It's International Family Day today.
2: Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I nice? had such a great weekend with my family too. All but one daughter, who of course not uh, living near us, but Wow. Oh.
1: Well that's nice. What was, every
2: mother wants on Mother's Day is to be with her family. It was
1: Mother's Day yesterday, wasn't it? It was. It was very nice. Very warm Mother's Day.
3: <laughs>
2: A
1: warm and warm and breezy. Mother's Day. So I hope all you mothers out there, I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. I know we did. It was very nice, very relaxed, just kind of took it easy, enjoyed the time together, and uh, come in this morning. (laughs) it's uh, Well, let's just say we're doing the show with uh, one arm tied behind our back this morning.
2: Yeah, it was, you know, that there's a problem when, you know, of course, I walked out of my car today. I didn't even need a jacket. I don't even know why I brought one because it was already warm. It's all dark Monday morning, ready to step in. There's already an alarm going (laughs) off when I walked in.
1: I heard it when I came Uh, in. Some
2: "Mm, quick phone calls. We are up. We did not go off the air. And that's always the most important thing You know that we want for our listeners that we, we don't have dead air for them. So everything is running normal enough but
1: speak for yourself
2: (laughs) the the alarm is still going off they're coming in to fix that so that uh, that's something that we just have to ignore but internet is down on uh most of the computers yes but not everyone
1: yeah, it's, it's strange. I feel so free today. I have no copy, no papers. <laughs> what
2: are you going to talk about? I
1: have no idea. No news. I have nothing other than looking at you and uh, talking about, this is the best part of the sh- This is it, folks. You got the best <laughs> part of the show right here. We're going to play uh, uh, We Are Family all morning, All I think.
2: morning. We'll just keep redoing. Well, you yeah. know, we can just every, you know, 15 minutes, We'll hey, just welcome to the morning show. It'll be like a short version of Groundhog Day. <laughs> that will be.
1: We'll just
2: keep reliving the t- first five minutes minutes of the show so
1: every news segment we're going to do this we'll just play we are family and (laughs) pretend like we're opening the show and that's how we'll fill the news and then go to our interviews okay we do have interviews
2: we do have interviews i was able to do because of the way that i do um you know grab my uh Copy and yeah. stories for the morning. I I do have mine, so yeah. it, maybe it just might be the Brenda show.
1: <laughs> okay, well I got nothing.
2: <laughs> you got nothing. I got so no far. email. I,
1: yeah, just one of those mornings. I you know I'm speculating. It was really windy, right. Yesterday, I mean we had just and I don't live too far from here, and man, we had some big gusts of wind blow through, hot wind, and so I'm speculating again. Speculating. I'm no engineer, but. Yeah. I'm speculating probably something happened.
2: Something happened. We may have gotten a power surge. surge, And the alarm that we're hearing is the battery backups that are telling us that that, uh, they need to be reset because they went off overnight. But uh, we're on the air this morning. So, yes, that's something <laughs>
1: that is something. So, yeah, no, uh, hey, it is what it is. What, are it, you is do? what it, is. it is, what well, it is. Well, before
2: we get too far into the show today, you know, we could be here in Portland, or I want to wish my mom and dad, and you know, I called my mom yesterday to yep. wish her wonderful Mother's Day. She was getting treated well and fed very well by my brothers who still live down there. Uh, they decided, you know, what the heck, we don't have anything else to do. They, along with their very close friends, are heading to Rome this afternoon no kidding getting on an airplane and they are going to see i think my mom and dad kind of they're going to see some very holy sites but this is more like a catholic vacation yeah rather than a pilgrimage where they'll see the holy sites eat well be entertained have a bus i'm I, i want i want and i pray that I am as vigorous in my older years yeah. as my parents are.
1: Me, me as well. Oh, would, yeah. Y-
2: you know, the, that is just really incredible gift yeah. of health. And so, yeah, prayers and blessings. Yeah. Maybe keep them in your prayers. That all goes well for them. Like, till Ju- I think they don't come home till June.
1: Is that right? Yeah. They're gone for a while.
2: They're gone for a while. That's so. awesome. Well, I'll, yeah, uh, well, good for them. That's hopefully fantastic. my dad will get his texts figured out so that way I can <laughs> keep him text message. So That's right. It sounds like they're probably having a better morning than we are for uh, sure.
1: Yes, I'm sure they are. But you know what? We will venture on. We'll figure it out and we'll still put on a show for you, whether I have to sing or whatever. I don't know.
2: All right. Well, nonetheless, David, you and I are here. So that's enough of a morning blend show. Go. I think we can definitely yeah. get it going for our, our supporters and listeners today we'll start today's show with Dan Bremnis and he knows you are listening to the morning blend right here at Mater Day radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life
4: I know you struggle and you're wrestling with unbelief you feel the fire growing cold broken heart is beating heavy like the air you breathe You're in this valley all alone So where do you turn? Where do you go? Well, he knows every pain, every tear that you've cried Every single part of you And he knows every doubt, every fear you fight the battles you've been going through, and when it feels like you're holding the world on your shoulders, just let go and trust him, cause he knows. Sometimes in life, we taste the bitterness of suffering. It always leaves us asking why. But I believe that there's a reason for everything. If we could see through His eyes.
1: That is Dan Bremness, and he knows. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Monday morning. Hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Well, coming up, Dina Marie joined us on an interview, Church Alive. It's right after the forecast
6: join Mater Dei Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning
7: offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin. For the intentions of all my friends and associates and in particular for the intentions of the holy father amen in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen
6: for more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions please visit maturadayradio.com
8: support for Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members including the Blanchet House of Hospitality since 1952 the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter and aid to those in need services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living transitional housing, case management and a 12 step program at the farm, support and volunteer opportunities are online at BlanchetHouse.org
7: May is the month of Mary. Celebrate our Blessed Mother by praying more with Matreday day Radio. Our powerful prayer team is waiting to hear from you so they can unite your intentions to Our Lady. Go now to the prayer page at MatreDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or call our prayer hotline directly. 503 285 3737. That's 503 285 3737. Or tap the Hail Mary Media app and MatradayRadio.com. Let us pray for you. Throughout the month of May, Matraday Radio also honors our Blessed Mother with a series of insightful Marian reflections, her sacred mysteries that take us directly to Christ in the Holy Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet and Mater Dei Radio's three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass. May is the month of Mary, and it's a special time for more prayer at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
2: And it is 8-12 here at Mater Dei Radio. What an incredible weekend. It was a little bit hot during the middle of the day, but boy, by the evening, Ah, it was a good evening to celebrate Mother's Day. Now these warm temperatures are going to continue through the week. Highs today are going to rise again to the upper 80s. David, that heat advisory stays in effect until 8 o'clock tonight. And we got a sunny morning, but now they think that as we move through this afternoon today, clouds could develop and we have the possibility of more thunderstorms around. So yeah, I know um, it's
1: going to be an interesting day today. Still warm out though. I think like 67 degrees already in the Portland area, just like that. Yeah,
2: just like that. So then overnight, though, we are going to cool staying in the 60s. Tomorrow, more sunshine highs in the upper 80s. We're going to be in the 80s all week long. As
1: I mentioned, 67 degrees, St. Patrick's Church in Portland.
2: And it is 67 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver.
9: Good morning. This is Dina Marie, and I'm delighted to bring to Matre Day Radio the very first church alive update. Joining me today at the Pastoral Center is Robin Moody. Robin serves as the marketing and communications manager for the Archdiocese of Portland. Good morning, Robin. Thanks for being with us. Good morning, Dina Marie. Thank you for having me. Also, since we are here at the Archdiocese, we have Sarah Livingstone joining us. Sarah serves as the pro life coordinator for the Archdiocese. Sarah, thanks for coming in today. Thank you so much for having me, Dean marie We are so excited. You know, I heard from Todd Cooper that over 700 people came into the Catholic Church here in the Archdiocese of Portland this Easter. Praise God. The church is growing and the church is alive. So I really wanted to get an opportunity from you, Robin, to hear a little bit about just sharing the good news of the Archdiocese with the whole people of Western Oregon through your Office of Communications. So first off, just give us a sense of your role. This is the first year as you've come in from Lent and Easter to be part of the team of the Archdiocese of Portland to represent Archbishop Sample. Um, Give us a sense of your mission and the goal of the Office of Communications and the Marketing Department.
10: Yeah, absolutely. So as marketing and communications manager, it's my job, really um, my privilege, to identify and amplify the works of our priests and our lay ministers and our parishes as well. Uh, Church Alive is just one platform where we can inspire and inform the faithful
9: Beautiful. And I love that name, Church Alive. And as I've been seeing these newsletters come out, you had a challenge to the Catholics about how, what to name this communication tool of Church Alive. So how did this Church Alive get
10: its name so when I started in November, there was already a newsletter that went out on Thursdays, and um, it had about four links. It was, it was pretty minimal at the time, and people called it by numerous names. Some people were calling it the e-blast, some people the Thursday newsletter. So it was this beautiful opportunity to really leverage that platform as a way to share resources and celebrate the community activities going on throughout Western Oregon, as well as have this beautiful platform to share messages from the Archbishop. So we rebranded as Church Alive, which was the name suggested by Archbishop Emeritus, John Vlasny, and really grew the newsletter to something that includes so much more. I love it. I'm talking with Robin Moody. She serves as our marketing
9: and communications manager for the Archdiocese of Portland. Of course, the website is archdpdx.org, and that's like the first platform you could hop onto to go to all of the different social media venues that you have, and again, to get a hold of this Church Alive update. Give us a sense, Robin, as you've been growing this, and what are the different types of pieces of information, news that you want to keep out
10: there on this weekly newsletter? Well, we really really wanna share what's going on throughout the archdiocese. So I'm really hoping to hear more from different parishes about special things that are going on that really affect the entire archdiocese where people can get involved, get connected. So I welcome anyone that has news that might be actively searching for a platform, they can email us at news at archdpdx.org. And that's really a way that we can help share the information that they have. Right, and then you mentioned this is a
9: weekly newsletter. It comes out on, is it Thursdays? On Thursdays. Okay, Mm -hmm. and so people who are not registered yet they can do so and how would they go about getting on to this Church Alive newsletter?
10: We have a link on our website so if you just go to archdpdx.org and scroll down there's a link that says Church Alive newsletter and all you have to do is click on the link and add your email address and you'll be added to our
9: list. I love this because again to be able to see what's happening not only at my local parish but in the church. In Western Oregon so as far south as Brookings Medford on the Oregon coast through the Portland metro area the smaller parishes the bigger parishes what's happening at the Cathedral we really want to know uh, what's happening and you're going to be that heartbeat Robin and your team to bring us that information so Robin I want to have you share with us a little bit about what excites you you mentioned the priests our church communities sending the message of the archbishop out to the community but as you come in with these skills of marketing and communications i mean what a gift to be able to share the good news of the church it's a tough job but what brings you joy in being able to bring the the message of the church in western oregon
10: to the people it really is a joy for me because um it's a way I see every day the incredible work that our priests do, and the dedication that they have, and the dedication of our lay ministers and our religious. And so, being able to share that uh, is incredible gift, and that's where I hear the most positive feedback as well. That's what people are really hungry to hear. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm I'm going to be launching a new. Piece in Church Alive, really dedicated to the homilies of our priests, because I want to give them a platform where they can share, on a, in a to a broader audience, mm-hmm. their homilies that they give. So we recently um, included a homily from Monsignor Gerard O'Connor at the cathedral and I'm putting out an open call right now to all the priests of the archdiocese to please share their homilies and it can be in a PDF form, a Word form, videos we can help you, you know, clip a video to just your homily so we have the resources but we want to help really share what they what they're offering the people. I think that's so great with Church Alive Even
9: though we were shut down, so to speak, during the COVID pandemic, we used tools we look to see how do we use these different tools to share the message and so so many people are still live streaming we still have access to these beautiful liturgies and so let's use the church alive and I know people love to write stories they love to share stories of anniversaries of special celebrations in the parish our Catholic schools um, you're going to be the hub you are the hub mm-hmm. here at the Archdiocese of Portland to do that if people have questions about how to share a particular upcoming event event or a story or something of a news-related event to you, what's the best way that they can communicate with the office here at the Pastoral Center? Just email us, news at archdpdx.com. We'd love to hear it. Okay, the Church Alive newsletter. If you're not getting it every Thursday in your email box, please get a hold of archdpdx.org and subscribe to that newsletter. I and mean, one of the things that I love to see coming out are what are, or what are what are ways that I can get involved? And I know spring and fall, the 40 Days for Life campaign is one of those campaigns that so many of us want to be involved, whether we're praying, we're out doing vigil, or we're doing community service work in some way in educating, And Sarah Livingstone, I know you've been so involved in particularly the 40 Days for Life campaign. As we've come out of the spring campaign, maybe just give us a little sense of what you saw happen this spring in Portland, in our archdiocese of people really focusing on the pro-life work.
11: Yes. Well, it was one for the books. Um, This past Lent 40 Days for Life campaign in Portland had record-breaking attendance as well as it was our coldest spring campaign ever (laughs) out of 30 campaigns, yet it did not deter people from showing up to support life. On Saturday, March 18th, there were 47 prayer volunteers at the vigil, making it a record-breaking day for a single day during the Portland 40 Days for Life campaign. Then the following Saturday, there were another 46 prayer volunteers um, in front of Portland's downtown late-term abortion facility, Lilith Clinic, which is where the 40 Days for Life campaigns have been held the last two years since it opened. And then the following, the next Saturday, which was the concluding um, day of the 40 Days for Life campaign, there were another 39 volunteers praying the rosary together. And we have Mm -hmm. never seen numbers like that. You know, we're witnessing incredible pro-life momentum happening here in Portland and all over Oregon, from the largest Oregon March for Life in January to record-breaking volunteer attendance, like I just said, in 40 Days for Life vigils. Uh, People are taking action for life. And I believe Oregonians are realizing that the fight for life post-Roe is on the state level, and most do not support Oregon's extreme pro-abortion laws, where abortion is legal until the moment of birth for any reason. And I think many are standing against this culture of death and coming together to help
9: make Oregon a culture of life. Mm. Sarah Livingstone is with us, our pro-life coordinator for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Also, Robin Moody in studio with us as we're talking about the Church Alive and what's so invigorating, what's so encouraging is to see us come together as a people of faith as a people you know as a family as a church family we come together in in our common unity and that is to support one another in life i want to hear more uh from sarah about what we're going to do next you know as we as we move into the summer months as we move into maybe coming out of school break uh, what do we do to continue the efforts to really promote our catholic faith and our love of jesus into the community but we are coming up to a break so ladies stay with me and as we come back in the next half hour we'll continue our conversation
2: and it is 724 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, one of the ways that Mater Day Radio tries to honor and celebrate and help you deepen your own faith, well, that is through the Hail Mary Media app. It's that wonderful library of prayers. It's your ability to listen live to Monterey Radio. It's your ability to listen to great podcasts, ones that you won't find on the air here at Monterey Radio, but you can access them on the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. It is absolutely free, and you can also find more information at MontereyRadio.com.
6: Are you an early riser or commuter who desires to attend daily Mass but can't given your current work schedule? Holy Rosary Parish in Northeast Portland is now offering an extraordinary form of the Dominican Rite Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. In addition to their 7 a.m. and noontime Masses, it's quiet, peaceful, and approximately 30 minutes in length. The new extraordinary form of the Dominican Rite Mass Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. For more information, go to HolyRosaryPDX.org.
12: Would
1: you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Dei Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jumpstart to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at
0: MaterDeiRadio.com morning may have broken but don't fret david and brenda can fix it the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life mater day radio
1: and it is seven twenty-six at mater day radio well it is a prayer walk for climate justice we'll tell you about that in the news
2: and conflict between israelis and palestinians increases leading to deaths of women and children Pope Francis asked the Virgin Mary to pray to intercede and for a ceasefire to hold. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Greg and Lizzie, surrounded by your love. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
13: Your heart is a that we marched to, not afraid of the valleys we are led through. In your love we are besieged. We go from your heart to make the world new, not ashamed of your love that always stays true. In your love we are besieged. Valleys we led through In your love we are besieged We go from your heart to make the world new Not ashamed of your love that always stays true In your love we are besieged Surrounded
1: by your love. That is Greg and Lizzie, Surrounded by Your Love. It's 730 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: And in your news, Pope Francis prayed Sunday that the recently signed ceasefire between Israeli and Palestinians will be maintained and that the weapons will be silenced, he prayed. In the past few days, we have once again witnessed armed conflicts between Israelis and Palestinians in which innocent people have lost their lives, including women and children, the Pope said in his Regina Chaley address on Sunday. Now, the Pope spoke hours after a truce between Israel and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad militants in the Gaza went into effect on Saturday night now the egyptian mediated ceasefire aims to end a recent surge of violence in gaza this week that left at least 33 palestinians and at least two people in israel dead according to associated press now in his regina chaley address pope francis asked the virgin mary to intercede for all nations suffering from violence let us turn to her he said asking her to alleviate the suffering of battered Ukrainians and all of the nations wounded by war and violence.
1: Boy, it was a busy uh, weekend for the Pope because he met with uh, Ukrainian president over the weekend as well.
2: It was. And of course, the Coptic Catholic uh, Pope was in uh, Rome as well.
1: Well, this Saturday, May 20th at 10 a.m., you are invited to a prayer walk for climate justice being put on by four Catholic churches in northeast Portland. The walk hopes to raise awareness of issues impacted by climate change.
14: Well, we'll start at what is called Connemask Park. It's at 52nd and Alberta, and it's the first Portland city park that was named for an indigenous group that actually occupied that land at one point in time. We will do a station there, and then we will do a station at a community garden and an area where there's a grove of native trees, and then we'll move on to a regular school which has a DEQ monitoring system, and that will represent the youth.
1: Darlene Maurer is with the Madeline, one of the Catholic churches, sponsoring the event. She says the climate walk is about one mile in length. She says that the walk goes along with Pope Francis' message of caring for creation, as seen in the movie The Letter, a message for our Earth, which was recently screened at the Madeline. More information on the prayer walk, how you can be involved, is on the Madeline's website.
2: Well, a new court in Vancouver began hearing cases last month involving the low-level offenses typically associated with people experiencing homelessness, such as illegal camping and unlawful storage of personal property in parks or other public spaces. Now, unlike traditional criminal court, it offers people the chance to have their charges dismissed in a matter of weeks and not months, and to avoid jail time provided certain conditions are met. Now, the Vancouver Community Court is part of the city's broader efforts to combat homelessness while protecting public safety, according to Jonathan Young, Vancouver City Attorney. Now, cases are heard each Monday, not inside a courthouse, but inside Recovery Cafe, a substance abuse recovery provider serving Clark County. Participants must commit to a plan tailored to their needs, which are determined through an intake assessment. They're also required to complete a number of hours of community service specified by the court to have their charges dropped. Failure to do so may lead to transferring their cases to the criminal court system for prosecution.
1: Well, you know how busy Multnomah Falls can be. You ever tried to park there? Oh, (laughs) absolutely. Well, now officials in Washington state are considering a time entry reservation system into Mount Rainier National Park during peak visitation hours in the summer. According to the National Park Service, visitation rates rise each year at the popular destination. So from 2008 to 2021, Annual visitation rates rose from 1.1 million visits per year to 1.7 million visits. On busy days, visitors experience wait times of more than an hour to enter the park. This is through the Nisqually and the White River entrances, causing congestion both inside and outside of the park. Roadway congestion also occurs at the popular trailheads within the park, which then leads to parking in undesignated areas and pedestrian safety concerns due to limited roadway visibility. So a decision on the plan will be made following a public input period. You ever been to Mount Rainier National Park?
2: I have not. Not into the park. Of course, we've driven by it and around it and always, you know, you can't help but look at it when you're driving up towards the Seattle area. Right. But it's on our list. It's like, we've got to go there. How can we live here (laughs) for as long as we have and not actually gone to the park? Well, yeah, I can uh, understand how it's going to take a little planning. That is not a spontaneous trip, I don't think. You may
1: have to make a reservation in the future.
2: Well, Dr. Raul Garcia announced Friday morning in Seattle that he is a candidate for Washington state governor in 2024. A Yakima physician who is currently the director of Astria Toppenish Hospital, Garcia ran for governor in 2020 and lost in the primary. The Republican candidate, according to his campaign website, is focused on affordable health care, public education, environmental protection, and social justice. Now, Garcia emigrated from Cuba as a boy in a attended medical school in New York before eventually becoming an emergency room physician in central Washington. Now, Garcia joined two Democrats in the 2024 governor's race. Public lands commissioner Hillary, Hillary Franz announced her candidacy on Wednesday. Before that, Attorney General Bob Ferguson announced that he had launched an exploratory bid for governor.
1: In sports the NBA conference finals finally set. So in the East it will be the Miami Heat against the Boston Celtics. Series gets underway on Wednesday. <clears throat> Celtics eliminated the 76ers yesterday. A uh, pretty good win there 112 to 88. That was the 7th and final game too. So the uh <gasps> Celtics held on to win it. So in the West, it will be the Denver Nuggets against the Los Angeles Lakers. That series starts tomorrow in the Mile High City. Lakers over the weekend eliminated the Golden State Warriors. The NBA playoffs they just seem like they're so long they're, they're a little long we're now just in the conference finals we haven't even got to the nba finals yet and these yeah. are both seven game series it seems like by the time we get to the nba finals it'll be just about time for the regular season to start again uh,
2: it, it feels that <laughs> way for sure wow okay unless you've got a dog in the race yeah boy uh yeah you couldn't uh, you could be watching other things Well, there are reports of apparition of St. Michael the Archangel in various parts of the world. In France, for example, St. Joan of Arc had a vision of the Prince of the Heavenly Militia. Well, in Mexico, according to tradition, St. Michael appeared there three times to a young convert named Diego Lazarus. The first was during a procession on April 25th in 1631 in the village of San Juan. Barnabas Capula, uh, in the state of uh, Calexico. Now, St. Saint, Saint Michael ordered the young man to tell neighbors that in a valley between two hills in the area, a spring of miraculous water would be found. And that water, according to the archangel, would be able to cure illness. Now, the young man didn't believe the vision and afraid of being called crazy, did not pass on the archangel's request. Well, months later, Diego became very ill with an illness that was an epidemic that had killed millions of people in the 16th century. When everyone was expecting his death, St. Michael appeared to him again, surrounded by intense rays of light. The young man's relatives were surprised because even they could see the bright light coming from his room. They went to see what happened and found Diego healed. Now, the young man recounted how in mysterious way the archangel had led him to the fountain of miraculous water where a shrine was to be built and the vision of St. Michael was leading the way, opening path for the young man. The archangel reprimanded Diego, he said, because he had not heeded his request. The illness indeed had been a punishment for his disobedience now according to tradition saint michael appeared one more time to the young man after this diego collected a sample of water from the fountain sent it to the local bishop the bishop then distributed the water among the sick people everyone who drank it was cured Now, oh.
0: it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community
2: And coming up on Tuesday at 3.30, a talk on Cardinal George at Mount Angel Abbey. Mount Angel Institute at Mount Angel Abbey invites all to a talk by author Michael Heinlein. Michael will be sharing with us some of the wonderful insights of the great Cardinal Francis George embodied throughout his life as a devout Catholic and a shepherd, especially during the time he was bishop in Yakima and in Portland. Michael will also be out at the grotto today between 1 and 3 o'clock. He'll be selling his Books, signing them and then talking to people who come to visit. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app.
1: And then Marie continues her interview on Church Alive right after the forecast Support for Mata Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org
0: you want to live a truly authentic catholic life this is deacon harold burke sivers and monday nights at seven thirty, ken Hellenius and i team up for living stones this dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with christ and his church with practical ways that you can grow in faith participate more fully in the liturgy and practice charity towards all join us for living stones monday nights at seven thirty on modern day e-radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life
15: it is
1: 742 at Mater Dei Radio. That heat advisory remains into effect this afternoon. Could, could see a thunderstorm, thunder shower yeah. rolling later today. Be aware of that, high of 88 degrees. Few clouds overnight tonight, low of 62. And then for Tuesday, mostly sunny, high of 87.
2: Currently, it is 66 degrees at St. James Catholic Church in McMinnville.
1: And 64 degrees at St. Peter's Church in Eugene.
9: This is Dina Marie, and I'm back with my conversation with Robin Moody and Sarah Livingstone. They're with the Pastoral Center. Robin services our marketing and communications manager for the Archdiocese of Portland, and Sarah in the Office of Pro-Life Ministries as our Pro-Life Coordinator, and just hearing about the church alive as we are in this beautiful season, this 50-day season of celebrating life, the risen Lord in Easter. We remember how how important it is for us to share the message of truth and the message of hope sarah thanks for coming back and talking a little bit about pro-life work you mentioned momentum and you mentioned so many people coming out particularly for 40 days for life and now post 40 days for life we continue the work Uh, just talk a little bit about the people the participation what you saw here for the spring campaign Absolutely, um, you know. First, we're so blessed to have a very pro-life Archbishop
11: Alexander Sample leading us and being our good shepherd. Uh, he's been more and more vocal about standing up for life and defending our most vulnerable. And if you've not watched his nine-minute video called Abortion in Catholics, I highly recommend it. It's one of the best pro-life videos I've ever seen. Um, He just nails it. It's on our website. You know, also Deacon Kevin Welsh here, Director of Pastoral Ministries, Todd Cooper, so many in the Archdiocese working for life. And then, you know, the Catholic participation also from individual parishes and groups this past 40 Days for Life was incredible. There were three consecutive Saturdays that I had mentioned of record-breaking numbers. And... It was from individual parishes and Catholic groups that just decided to organize large events and large groups. The first two uh, were from my parish, St. Michael the Archangel, run by the St. John Society and the Society of Mary. And the first group was a group of high school students from the Catholic Sennaculo High School Program, led by Father Aaron Stetler and the Society of Mary Sisters. The second was the ARC Young Adult Program from St. Michael's, led by Father Ignacio Llorente. And then the third was the St. Pius the Tenth Knights of Columbus organized the third and concluding Saturday where they had a bilingual rosary for all. And you know it really made me start thinking, imagine if all of our parishes mm-hmm. or Catholic groups took a Saturday or a week or just came to say we're, we're praying this day. You know, for abortion facilities, it would be hard for them to stay open because there would be so much attention on them and lack of business. Um, and I really think this is how we keep the momentum going um, and help make Oregon embody a cultural life. And and like you said, during this Easter season, I really believe, you know, in the resurrection, we are called to be Christ's physical body on earth,
9: his hands and his feet. Um, And so doing that work for life, I believe we're called to do that. Yeah, there's a great prayer. And we sang it during the foot washing on Holy Thursday, you know, Christ, St. Teresa's prayer. You know, Christ has no body but yours we're the body we're the body of Christ right now and so we're the ones who are showing his light we're his voice we're his ears we're his hands we're his feet and so when you think about prayer fasting and almsgiving in many different ways. You know, some people maybe can't leave the home because they've got children at home or they're homebound or they're in the hospital, but they can offer those prayers. And I just give us a, a sense, Sarah, of just some ways that the components of 40 Days for Life, prayer, fasting, and community outreach or education. Yes. What are some ways that we can continue to do this in a, in our daily lives and continue to share that message of pro-life? Absolutely, and good question. And, um, you know, the focuses of 40 Days for Life, there are three
11: that you just mentioned, are very similar to our four pillars of the pro-life office. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started last year, I thought we really need to set our goals um, and our four pillars. And after a lot of research and prayer, um, these were the Four that we thought were the most important. So, number one is prayer, pulpit, and parishes. We like to call it the three Ps. So, pro life leadership and activity from pastors and parishes, you know, speaking about it from the pulpit. And then prayer. I mean, I believe abortion will be ended through prayer. You know, we take it to Christ. But then we also act. So, number two is support huge supporting both mothers and children. As Catholics, we have always supported both mothers and babies. So, like pregnancy resource centers maternity homes the USCCB's walking with moms in need program you know project aurora which is Rachel's vineyard post abortion healing retreats very very important Number three, sidewalk advocacy and prayer. So we've spoken a lot about that already with the 40 Days for Life campaigns. And they also hold a year-round vigil at many abortion facilities here in Portland. And then number four, education, like natural family planning. Sisters for Life have an amazing pro-life school curriculum. Um, theology of the body, you know, fetal development, things like that, getting that education in the schools
9: as well. Absolutely. I think about uh, during the summer months when we have all of the fairs, Oregon Right to Life, every county has their county fair, and typically there's lots of volunteers, which can come from our Church Alive parishes of education, just talking to families about life and educating with those little babies, you know, growing in the womb. Look to see at that human life and the dignity that we want each and every human life to have. So, Sarah, for folks who are listening, maybe they aren't involved in their local parish yet, Mm -hmm. but they would like to get involved, what what are some of the steps that they should take just on the local parish level to get involved on a regular basis with pro-life ministry? I, number one, I would go talk to your pastor, you know, get approval.
11: Hopefully that should not be a problem because most pro-life groups through parishes are led through the laity. Um, I started the St. Michael's pro-life group three and a half years ago. It's been flourishing, you know, and again, uh, it's really about getting that approval and then you, you take, take the baton and run with it. And then Contact me, contact the pro-life office, email me at life at archpdx.org. And we also, we have quarterly meetings for our archdiocese Leaders and advocates. They're open to all. You know, we have 124 parishes in Western Oregon in our archdiocese. So we have a large Zoom meeting every quarter. So then tie into the larger picture, and that's really what you know. When when I started last year, it was about growing our pro life community and connecting our archdiocese pro life advocates. And so and and I've never I've been receiving so many emails of how can I get involved? What can I do? How can I start a pro life group? It, it's really amazing to see. So again, I, I however I can help connect you.
9: Two very simple emails, life at archdpdx.org and news at archdpdx.org. You can get a hold of the Archdiocese in terms of just news and information, events that are going on, and then particularly life events, ministries. How do I work on a daily basis, on a weekly basis? Where is their needs? And from the north, north northern part of our state to the most southernmost, we need to have a cooperation. And Robin, I just want to ask you because... Sometimes we live in the Portland metro area and we just think of the Portland metro area as the Archdiocese, but the Archdiocese of Western Oregon. And Archbishop Sample always wants to remind us, you know, we're a large family. We cover a lot of square footage. The miles in, in Western Oregon is big. But you have the opportunity to bring us together to make us really remind ourselves that we're part of one big church family with a lot of diversity and beauty in the church. And just your hope and mission of bringing about the that unity through communications.
10: That's a really beautiful way of summing it up, Dina marie I don't know if I can improve on that too much, but it's really important to me that it is the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. It's not just the Portland metro area. It really is all the many people, the diversity, uniting the Archdiocese. And that's why I'm really putting out the call to parishes throughout the Archdiocese to connect with us, send us information, activities that may be going on that affect Southern Oregon, activities that could be going on that affect different parts of the Archdiocese. So I really just am so grateful to everyone throughout the Archdiocese that wants to contribute and connect and be involved. Absolutely. And again, the Church
9: Alive newsletter comes out every Thursday from the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. You can go to the homepage. I know right on the homepage, people can link on and subscribe to that email. Comes every week. Give us an idea of the format that you hope every week, because I know there's a special uh, blessing at the bottom or things just to be looking forward to, but just somewhat of the structure that you like to have in that weekly newsletter.
10: Yeah, so we always like to share some photos of things that have been going on throughout the archdiocese during the week. So it's a beautiful way to sort of showcase, like recently, you know, the Chrism Mass or at Easter Mass, we try and share those photos with everyone so they can see what's been going on. But then it's really about any messages from the archbishop that he wants to share, different things that our priests are working on, their homilies. We recently showcased some information on the Hispanic ministry work of Father Mike Kieber. And then we get into community events, ways to get involved, education, training, things that could affect the lay ministers and works of the lay ministers like Sarah getting to show all of her incredible work with pro-life. So that's the real heart of the newsletter. And then we close it out with Borromeo's blessing, which is a special nod to St. Charles Borromeo, our patron saint of catechesis. And that really came about by accident. We were talking about words that we use as Catholics, sort of what makes us special as Catholics. And we were brainstorming different things we could do with the newsletter and it came up, why not include a little section at the end that maybe can help share topics that have been touched upon in a recent voice of the shepherd. You know, our Archbishop loves to discuss different things from the Catechism, so we can maybe touch on something that he has mentioned, or we also have this beautiful resource in the Archdiocese, our Archdiocesan Liturgical Handbook. So it's a beautiful place to touch on a subject that people can explore further in the handbook as well. It's an awesome way to just continue to learn,
9: to continue to grow. I think about all of those hundreds of new Catholics. I was a new one in 1999. I didn't know anything in terms of Catholic terminology. And so I want to learn these liturgical phrases, these liturgical terms. And so this newsletter, Church Alive, is going to help us in growing as well and evangelizing, just sharing and breaking apart our faith so we can learn more and to we can Share the good news in such a great way, Sarah Livingstone. Thanks for sharing some time with us again. Life at Archdpdx.org is your email. Yes, and the website
11: really fast is Archdpdx.org backslash prolife, and it's pro-life. also if you scroll down from the ministries. But we have a ton of support um, resources on there. Always updating it. We redid the whole website. Great way to get involved and help help women and, and support both
9: women and babies. Fantastic, And Robin, thank you so much. News at archdpdx.org. And then the website, archdpdx.org. So we're excited. I love Church Alive. Thank you, Archbishop Lasney, for giving us that name. (laughs) I think it just reminds us, yes, the church is alive. The Holy Spirit is moving. And it's our job to respond and to cooperate with those gifts of the Holy Spirit. So thank you, ladies, so much for your work in ministry. We'll look forward to hearing from you again soon. Thank you, you. Dana-Marie, so much.
1: And it is 7.55 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda here with you on the Morning Blend this Monday morning. Well, one of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, motorcycle or RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Just so go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. All the information is right there. Just a couple of forms to fill out, you're good to go, and it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Matrade Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at matraderadio.com or through the Hail Mary Media app.
5: Support for Matrade Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio,
0: KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the voice of the shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church.
9: Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 730, Saturday afternoon at 330, and Sunday morning at 730 on Mater De Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
0: Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at MaterDayRadio.com.
1: And it is 757 at Monterey Radio. Mail election day deadline coming up in Oregon. We'll have that story for you in the news.
2: And it's only the third time in the history of the church this has been issued. A new constitution goes into effect at the Vatican less than a month. I'll have that story for you plus more coming up right after Awaken the Saint.
15: Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Jesus said, blessed are the poor. And there are few saints who better represent this phrase than Saint Isidore the farmer, a humble man who had almost nothing and freely gave away the little he had. Isidore was born in 12th century Spain, the son of a poor peasant couple who gave him the name of their beloved patron saint, Isidore of Seville. The boy was never given an education, but his parents taught him the faith and he learned the joy of living simply. When he was old enough to work, Isidore took a job as a farmer on the property of a wealthy man from Madrid named John de Vergas a post he would remain in for the rest of his life in his early adult years he married Maria a peasant girl no richer than himself they had only one son who unfortunately died young and after this they took vows of celibacy and had no other children there isn't actually a lot to say about Isidore’s life following his marriage he was given the title the farmer precisely because that's what he did from the day he started his work until the day he died he was known for his complete lack of ambition and his limitless generosity. Despite being quite poor himself, he gave away even his meals to the less fortunate, often letting them eat and Isidore taking only whatever scraps were left. There are a great many miracles associated with Isidore, though in many cases it remains uncertain which were truthfully recorded and which are tall tales invented after he began to be celebrated as a saint. In one story, Isidore's fellow workers complained that he was always late to work because he went to mass every morning. The master in charge investigated this claim and found Isidore praying while an angel did his share of the work. He was also said to till the earth alongside a pair of angels thus accomplishing three times the work of any of the other men in the field. Other miracle stories tell of the multiplication of food. In one of these, Isidore brought home a crowd of hungry poor, and his wife, after emptying the stew pot, said there was not enough to feed them all. At Isidore's prompting, she looked again at the pot and miraculously found it full enough for everyone present to eat. Another similar story reveals Isidore's great love for animals. One winter, he was carrying a bag filled with corn to have it ground into flour. happened upon a group of birds looking for food, and he opened the sack, dispensing half of the corn for them. The people walking with him chastised him for wasting food, but when he arrived at the mill, the remaining corn produced twice the usual amount of flour. In total, over 400 miracles were attributed to Isidore. The popular devotion to him resulted in the eventual canonization in 1622 by Pope Gregory XV. God provides for those who trust in him. Isidore lived his life day to day, doing honest work and giving to others whenever he had the chance. He wasn't educated or particularly talented, but he knew that God would do with his life what was meant to be done. And there were probably days when he was exhausted or hungry even, but he was happy regardless because he recognized just how much he already had and didn't dwell on what he lacked. St. Isidore the farmer, pray for us.
1: And that is awakened the saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Monterey Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at MontereyRadio.com. It's eight o'clock.
2: And in your news, Pope Francis on Saturday issued a new constitution of the Vatican City State that further emphasizes the power of the Pope over the sovereign state. Now, the new constitution called the Fundamental Law of Vatican City State is the third in history and replaces a law promulgated by St. John Paul II in 2000. Now, the first constitution was issued in 1929 following the signing of the Lateran Pact's which founded the city-state of the Vatican and guaranteed its sovereignty. Now, the new law will go into effect June 7th. And in an interview with Vatican News published Saturday, Vincenzo Bonomo, a jurist and rector of the Pontifical Lateran University, noted that the new law now uses the word power and powers to refer only to the Pope, while other bodies of the state exercise Legislative, executive, and judicial functions. Now, the Pope said he issued the new fundamental law to meet the needs of our day.
1: Well, did you know, Brenda, tomorrow is Election Day deadline in Oregon?
2: Is it really? It it
1: is indeed. So, voters who haven't yet cast their ballots, you have two options. You can return a completed ballot. To an official drop box, or you can still mail it, ensuring it gets postmarked by Tuesday. Ballots don't require a stamp. You can locate the drop boxes nearest you by going to the Oregon Secretary of State's webpage. So many parts of Oregon have uh, school board races underway, including Canby, Springfield, Newburgh, North Clackamas, Crook County, and Hillsboro. In the Portland area, high profile contests include a push for capital gains tax to fund lawyers for tenants facing eviction and a race between community organizers. And so uh, check out the ballot if you haven't done so yet. Again, tomorrow, deadline day. You can still mail it tomorrow as long as it's postmarked by tomorrow, or you can do the Dropbox.
2: All right. Well, just heartbreaking news to report here. A missing Beaverton student who has presumed to have drowned was identified by the Beaverton School District in the statement on Sunday. As of Sunday, Cannon Beach Fire District and Seaside Fire Surf Rescue Team has not yet recovered the body of the missing student. The student was identified as Jacob Stokes of Beaverton, according to a statement from the school district. Jacob was a senior at Mountainside High School who was set to attend Oregon State University in the fall and was described as kind and thoughtful. Jacob went missing after running into trouble swimming near Cannon Beach on Friday. Cannon Beach Fire District and Seaside Fire Surf Rescue Team reported. At around 4 p.m., the district responded to a report of a group of four swimmers no longer visible from shore just south of Tullivana Beach. And it was confirmed that all four are students with the Beaverton School District Police arrived shortly after and found two of the swimmers made it out of the water on their own. Two were still in the water. Now, a rescue swimmer went in to find the other two and brought one student to shore. That student was transported to a nearby hospital. The school district does plan to have counselors available to students Monday as the news breaks to students. Mm. It's so, so heartbreaking and just... Be, be so very yeah. careful. You can never be too cautious in the ocean. That's right.
1: Well, why it is happening, enough for debate, but for Italians, a pretty big deal. The price of pasta has gone through the roof in Italy. What? Yeah, that has led government officials there to convene pasta crisis talks. This spring, pasta prices were up more than 17% compared to last year, and that was more than double Italy's overall consumer price index. And pasta prices have soared despite the price of wheat, the main ingredient, falling in recent months. So, following the emergency talks, government officials said they would continue to monitor pasta prices to protect consumers. So, the average Italian consumes about Fifty one pounds of pasta each year. No. <laughs> yes. Fifty one pounds. That works out to just over two ounces of pasta every day. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Uh
2: yeah, that one trip to Rome that I took, it that was the on uh, that was a um appetizer. Yeah. We thought it was the meal, but the pasta came uh after the salad and we thought, oh wonderful. No, that was another appetizer. And then we got our full meal. Yeah. So I get that. So, uh, oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to yeah. say for poor Italians. Yeah. That's a
1: expensive deal.
2: That sure is. Well, on Mother's Day, Pope Francis entrusted all mothers, including those in heaven, to the Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus. Speaking from the window of the Apostolic Palace on May 14th, Pope Francis asked the crowd gathered in St. Peter's Square for a round of applause to celebrate all mothers. Mother's Day, he said, is celebrated in many countries today. Let us gratefully and affectionately remember all mothers who those who are still with us and those who have gone to heaven. We entrust them to Mary the mother of Jesus. Now, Pope Francis added that he was also turning to the Virgin Mary to ask her to alleviate the suffering of battered Ukraine and of all the nations wounded by war and violence. Now, in his reflection on Sunday's gospel, Pope Francis said that the Holy Spirit should be thought of as a constant companion for life, who is always there to bring God's consolation, mercy and strength. Pope Francis asked people to reflect on how often they call upon the Holy Spirit and urge them not to forget that the Holy Spirit is always within us and never abandons us. Pope Francis noted that we can ask the Virgin Mary for the grace to be more docile to the voice of the Holy Spirit and sensitive to his presence.
1: And in sports, University of Oregon softball team headed to Arkansas for the Fayetteville Regional in the NCAA softball playoffs. Ducks are the number 2 seed in that region and will face 3-seed Notre Dame on Friday. Yeah. Wow. To open the 4-team round robin. The other two teams in the regional are top seed Arkansas and fourth seed Harvard. College Baseball, University of Portland dropped the series finale with Santa Clara yesterday on the bluff, final 21-10. to 10. Portland still wins the series, two games to one, after taking Friday and Saturday's contest. Pilots travel to Corvallis tomorrow. They'll take on Oregon State in an on-conference game. Uh, Beavers uh, crossed UCLA yesterday in L.A., 21-5. to 5 winning their series with the Bruins two games to one, and Oregon fell to Washington 11-5 to in Eugene. Huskies uh, took all three games from Oregon over the weekend.
2: Well, today we celebrate St. Isidore the farmer. I found a few interesting facts about his life. You know, we know very little about the life of St. Isidore, who spent most of his life serving as a peasant farmer in the service of a wealthy landowner near Madrid. Now, a famous legend about Saint Isidore relates that one day, when he should have been serving in the fields, stayed a little too long at morning mass. Well when the landowner heard that Isidore was not working, he rushed to the fields to catch him, only to discover angels guiding the plow, and Isidore standing in prayer nearby. All right. Got himself a little extra help that that. day. I like that, too. I could use a few angels (laughs) to help me in my yard. Well, it seems that that holiness begets holiness, and we don't know who it was that helped the other, probably both, but the wife of St. Isidore the farmer, known as Maria de la Cabeza, is also honored as a saint. Her memory is celebrated on September 9th, and her relics are enshrined alongside those of her husband. Those are kept at the Church of St. Andrew in Madrid.
1: So if I'm sitting on my deck someday and I look down and I see my guardian angel pushing the lawnmower, he looks up at me, gives me a little thumbs up, I'm going to go, all right, all, all right.
2: Like that. Thank, thank you so Yeah, Thank you. See if you can get a picture of that.
0: Oh, it's time to find out what's going, what's going on in our yeah, Catholic community.
2: And this Thursday at 7 o'clock, it is the Ascension Thursday Sung Mass at Holy Rosary Church in Portland. All are invited to attend a Missa Cantata according to the Dominican Rite in honor of the Feast of the Ascension of the Lord. Cantores and Ecclesia will also sing and then a reception in Siena Hall. That is Thursday, 7 o'clock p.m. in the evening. All right. Now, remember, you can't find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, Radio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app.
1: It is a program called Horses for Hope. You're
5: going to hear about it after the
1: forecast
6: Please join Macho Day Radio and Franciscan missionary, Sister Anne Marie Warren, with the morning offering. O oh Jesus,
16: through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
6: For more prayer resources, and to
16: let us know how
6: we can pray for your intentions, please visit maturadayradio.com.
8: Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814.
7: Spring is in bloom at Mater Dei Radio, and with the warming weather comes a wide variety of exciting Catholic events. Plug into all this family fun through the Hail Mary Media app. From parish festivals to spiritual retreats, you'll find it all on a community calendar that integrates directly into your car's mapping program. Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app also brings you powerful spiritual resources, including Liturgy of the Hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, a customized schedule of all your prayer reminders, a stream of Mopterday Radio's live broadcasts, podcast of all our original programming, including shows only available on the app, videos, Catholic news, and more. Download it all today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MopterdayRadio.com for more details. Spring into holiness and get the Hail Mary Media app now from Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
1: It is 8 13 Matre Day Radio Heat Advisory in effect till 8 p.m. tonight. Chance of a thundershower this afternoon, high of eighty-eight degrees. Thirty percent chance of a thunderstorm tonight, low of sixty-two, mostly sunny Tuesday, high of eighty-seven.
2: Currently it is sixty-six degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground, Washington.
1: Seventy-two degrees at St. Joseph's Church in Salem.
2: Well, any of us who have loved a pet know exactly how much we benefit from their companionship. And the incredible skills of service animals have made the lives of those with diverse needs all the more accessible. Well, set on a wonderful ranch in beautiful Turner, Oregon, you will find a dedicated group of trainers and horses helping fill that need. The vision of Horses of Hope Oregon is to provide opportunities of participants to find health, happiness and healing through their programs. Now they have a special event coming up for the community and we're invited to support them. Joining me today to talk more about their programs and the upcoming denim and diamonds dinner and auction is their executive director, Monica Dodge. Good morning, Monica. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. First, Monica, tell us a little bit about your upbringing and if that included horses or is this a new event for you?
16: Well, I was exposed to horses by my uncle, who was a um, rodeo guy, and uh, so I had a little bit of exposure as a kid, but I really came into horses um, more as an adult. My husband's a disabled veteran, and he went through equine-assisted services, which changed his life and how he handles stuff. So I was, in 2016, going through a mental health crisis, and my husband suggested I find a place that I could do equine-assisted services. Well, I found Horses of Hope Oregon at that point in time, and I started with an instructor and this amazing horse named Skip, and I would attest to the fact that working with Skip probably saved my life. Mm. So coming full circle, I changed the trajectory of what I was doing professionally and went back to school at Oregon State University to get my master's and interdisciplinary studies, where I developed a program with um, equine science, psychology, and agricultural education. So I just graduated in um, 2022, and right at the time that I was graduating, the position of executive director came uh, open. So I decided, um, after learning about it through one of the board members, who is also a friend of mine, she encouraged me to apply. And I got the position. So I've been working for Horses of the Hope Oregon since um, July of this last year.
2: Well, let's talk a little bit about the horses that are in your program. I think people would be familiar with, I mean, just having pets at home. Dogs can be very intuitive, very interested in their owners. And those who have service animals also recognize the way that these service animals are just really focused and tuned into those that they're helping. How do the horses find ways to connect with people? Because, well, they're obviously big creatures and maybe not so easy for some people to you know, look right at them at their face. How How is that connection with horses and those that you guys serve?
16: Well, they say a horse's heart's electromagnetic field is like 50 feet and a person's is 10 feet from their heart. Well, those interconnect, and the new research says that the heart then, um, it, as it connects, it will um, slow down the human heart to match the heart of the um, heartbeat of the horse. Wow. Physically, that really helps to calm and becomes a powerful tool for behavior modification as you're able to calm yourself and then work with, you know, the innate ability of the horse to react to how you might be feeling. Um, horses also, their movement is very bilateral, like how humans walk, and it improves stamina and mobility as well as core strength and their flexibility. Um the biggest thing I would say is that the horses are willing and they're non judgmental. Mm. So everybody who comes here gets an experience where they're not judged for why they're here. They just get to be here with their horse, their volunteers and their instructor.
2: Well, folks in the community who have special or behavioral needs. Monica Dodge is here joining me today to talk about the Horses of Hope facility in Turner, Oregon. Tell us a little bit more about the services they offer and their clientele. Well, tell our listeners then about the folks that horses are able to connect with because you serve a very unique population where, well, services can be difficult for families to find and help and real help in their own needs. Tell our listeners about who you're helping uh, every day down there.
16: Well, our population um, ranges from 2 to 84 in age, and we serve about 120 diagnoses um, from physical, cognitive, emotional, and behavioral challenges. Um, some of the the participants are, they have cerebral palsy, they might have muscular dystrophy, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, anxiety, depression just a wide range of um, things that they might be facing in their life. Um, We currently started a veterans program, so that's a new adventure for us to um, offer veterans an opportunity to work with the horses, both both in equine assisted learning and in therapeutic horseback riding. Our traditional program is all um, therapeutic horseback riding, and it's a 30-minute private session with their instructor and volunteers.
2: Wow, you have an incredible facility, too, down there to help people. Tell our listeners a little bit about the ranch and everything that they have to explore while they're down there.
16: Oh, well, we call our um, facility Stale di Speranza, which means Stable of Hope. Uh, It's located on 38 acres in Turner, Oregon, and we are um, really blessed to have generous um, donors who... uh, have gifted us the opportunity to use their facility. It has a huge indoor arena, as well as 15 acres of groomed trail, and we're in the process of putting in an outdoor challenge course. So this gives opportunities for our participants to actually get out on the trails, which is a unusual opportunity in most equine assisted service organizations to have this much property to utilize and give them the opportunity to go trail riding.
2: Oh, well, and use that facility well. We know that there's so many things that you're doing and helping those in the community. And I want to find out more about how you use the horses to help those that you serve. But I am coming up against my break. Monica, can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour? Yes,
16: I'd love to.
1: And it is 821 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the morning blend. You know, we got a lot of great shows right here on mm-hmm. Day Radio. One of them tonight, that'd be Living Stones. Oh yeah. Deacon Harold Burke Sivers Ken Hellenius, they have just a wonderful program. Aaron told us a while back how many episodes they've had. It's it's amazing. Hundreds, hundreds. yeah. It's amazing. So, well, if you haven't checked it out, please do. It's Living Stones 7:30 tonight right here on Day Radio. Of course, anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. And, of course, you can always go to our website, to the programming page, and print yourself out
5: a full programming schedule. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist dr bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd avenue and stark street in southeast portland dr bianco family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722 that's 503-252-1722 deep virtue with bear Wozniak. aloha this is
17: bear woznik you can find me at deep adventure.com. The other night, I woke up from just this incredible dream. I was surfing my way down the face of a glassy, perfect wave. It wasn't 20 feet. It wasn't 40 feet. It wasn't 50 feet. I can't even tell you how big this wave was, but I was very well aware in my dream that I was surfing a wave in heaven. We need to remind ourselves of the splendor and the wonder and the amazing future that we have awaiting us in heaven. Thomas Aquinas, who I just love his mind, wrote so many words. I'll probably never be able to read them all. And if I did, I could probably never comprehend them all. He had the experience of being taken up in a vision or maybe in his spirit to heaven. And when he returned, he stopped writing. He said everything he had written up to that was just straw. Thomas Aquinas never wrote again. He was so struck by the awesomeness of the beatific vision of God and of heaven. God created you. He created me. He created mankind to have relationship with him. He sent his only begotten son to redeem us. He became man so that we could become like him and even partake in his divinity and enjoy the trinity of love. Do you think that God just created us to live in this world and then go to heaven and then just cool our jets up there and play harps? God has a great plan for you. We're going to be living on into eternity. God has a beautiful plan for you, not just here on this earth, but in heaven. We can look forward. I don't even know to what plans God has for you or God has for me. But it's going to be awesome, and we're going to be doing it and living it in His presence. We're going to ride the waves of His glory. Until next time, this is Bear Wozniak.
7: Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com.
1: Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org.
2: Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays
8: at 7.30 p.m. right here on Matodei Radio or anytime on matodeiradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app
0: the morning blend brewed in the pacific northwest guaranteed fresh every day on mater day radio the station dedicated to the blessed virgin mary
1: it is 8 25 in mater day radio and a popular park in washington state may soon require a reservation that story for you in the news
2: and conflict between israelis and palestinians increases leading to deaths of women and children pope francis prays to the blessed virgin mary to intercede for the ceasefire i'll have that story for you plus more coming up in news here is sean garrison now and exceeding and you are listening to the morning blend with david and brenda right here at mater day radio leading souls to jesus through the blessed virgin mary
1: it's on garrison and exceeding. It's 830 at Matre day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: Pope Francis prayed on Sunday that the recently signed ceasefire between Israelis and Palestinians will be maintained and that the weapons will be silent. He said, in the past few days, we have once again witnessed armed conflicts between Israelis and Palestinians in which innocent people have lost their lives, including women and children, the Pope said in his Regina Chaley address on Sunday. The Pope spoke hours after a truce between Israel and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad militants in Gaza went into effect on Saturday night. The Egyptian-mediated ceasefire aims to end a recent surge of violence in Gaza this week that left at least 33 Palestinians and at least two people in Israel dead, according to the Associated Press. And Pope Francis on Saturday issued a new constitution of the Vatican City State that further emphasizes the power of the Pope over the sovereign state. The new constitution called the Fundamental Law of Vatican City State is the third in history and replaces a law promulgated by St. John Paul II in 2000. Now, the first constitution was issued in 1929 following the signing of the Lateran Pacts, which founded the city state of the Vatican and guaranteed its sovereignty. Now, the new law will go into effect June 7th, and in an interview with Vatican News published Saturday, Vincenzo Buomo, a jurist and rector of the Pontifical Lateran University, noted that the new law now uses words power and powers to refer only to the Pope, while other bodies of the state exercise legislative, executive, and judicial functions.
1: Well, this Saturday, May 20th at 10 a.m., you are invited to a prayer walk for climate justice being put on by four Catholic churches in Northeast Portland. The walk hopes to raise awareness of issues impacted by climate change.
14: Well, we'll start at what is called Connemask Park. It's at 52nd and Alberta, and it's the first Portland city park that was named for an indigenous group that actually occupied that land at one point in time. We will do a station there, and then we will do a station at a community garden and an area where there's a grove of native trees, and then we'll move on to a regular school, which has a DEQ monitoring system, and that will represent the youth.
1: Darlene Maurer is with the Madeline Church, one of the Catholic churches, sponsoring the event. She says the climate walk is about one mile in length. She says that uh, you can go right, right along with Pope Francis' movie that uh, we've been talking about too wonderful movie the letter a message of our earth so if you haven't had a chance to see it yet uh, you, i'm sure you can google it and find uh, it now and, and i really and still watch it
2: yeah i really want to see that movie now i've, I've missed it yeah. so uh, i think you're right i think it is streaming on youtube and different mm-hmm. different online platforms it
1: is and so if you want more information about the prayer walk times and where it's going to be going just go to the madeline's website
2: Well, a new court in Vancouver began hearing cases last month involving low-level offenses, typically associated with people experiencing homelessness, such as illegal camping and unlawful storage of personal property in parks or other public spaces. Unlike a traditional criminal court, it offers people the chance to have their charges dismissed in a matter of weeks, not months, and avoid jail time provided certain conditions are met. The Vancouver Community Court is part of the city's broader efforts to combat homelessness while protecting public safety, according to Jonathan Young, Vancouver City attorney. Now, cases are heard on each Monday, not inside a courthouse, but inside Recovery Cafe, a substance abuse recovery provider serving Clark County. Participants must commit to a plan tailored to their needs, which are determined through an intake assessment. They are also required to complete a number of hours of community service specified by the court to have their charges dropped. Failure to do so may lead to transferring their cases to the criminal court system for prosecution.
1: Well, you know how busy Multnomah Falls can be. Well, now officials in Washington state are considering a time entry reservation system into Mount Rainier National Park during peak visitation hours in the summer. So according to the National Park Service, visitation rates each year at the popular destination have just been really skyrocketing. So from 2008 to 2021, annual visitation rates rose from 1.1 million visitors per year to 1.7 million visits. So on busy days, visitors experience wait times of more than an hour to enter the park through the Nisqually and White River entrances, causing both congestion inside and outside the park. Roadway congestion also occurs at popular trailheads within the park, which leads to parking in undesignated areas and pedestrian safety concerns due to limited roadway visibility. A decision on the plan will be made following public input. That's got to be frustrating if you're going to a park and you're thinking, Ah, go to the park, park, get out, and and, and you're sitting there waiting. To, get to try park. to get in. Yeah. I,
2: I can see how this would really be helpful for sure. sure. Unfortunately, not too spontaneous of a trip to Mount right. Rainier. You're going to have to plan ahead mm-hmm. this summer. Well, authorities are worried that a potentially dangerous batch of drugs is making rounds on the streets after eight people died between Friday and Sunday afternoon from suspected drug overdoses across Portland. The medical examiner's office and the Portland Police Bureau narcotics and organized crime units are investigating all of the cases and investigators say there is a concerning pattern. The deaths were recorded in various parts of the city beginning at 1130 a.m. Friday through 430 on Sunday. The Portland Police, Narcotics and Organized Crime Units has said it appears users believe they were ingesting cocaine. But what in reality was a blend of cocaine and fentanyl or possibly pure powdered fentanyl. The investigation into all these deaths is open and ongoing, and anyone with information is asked to contact PPB by email.
1: And in sports, the NBA Conference Finals are now set in the East. It will be the Miami Heat against the Boston Celtics. That series gets underway on Wednesday. Celtics eliminated the Philadelphia 76ers yesterday in a 112-88 seventh game drubbing. In the West, the Denver Nuggets will face the Los Angeles Lakers. That series starts tomorrow in the Mile High City. And Brenda, the the National (laughs) Hockey League.
2: What is going on here? I've never followed hockey until this year.
1: (laughs) You're Seattle Kraken.
2: I love this story.
1: Tonight at Dallas, at the Dallas Stars, that series tied at 3-all.
2: This is it. This, this will is, determine it for this them. This is it.
1: This is the game right here, the seventh and final game of that series. So. I know
2: nothing of hockey, but it's it's ninety degrees this week, and They're still That's playing right. hockey. They're still playing uh, hockey. What I still haven't determined yet, David, and I should probably check this. But w- what does this mean for a win for the Kraken tonight? Do they go to the finals, or is there still one more layer? I mean, is this yeah. like NBA basketball? No, this where is
1: still Western. This still Just Western. like in the NBA. This, so this is the second round of the. West. West. so they'll advance in the west if they win tonight so uh, at dallas five o'clock start okay. time
2: on espn perfect how much fun is this mm-hmm. well in mexico according to tradition saint michael appeared three times to a young convert named diego lazarus and the first was during a procession on april 25th 1631 Now, St. Michael ordered the young man to tell the neighbors that in a valley between two hills in the area, a spring of miraculous water would be found. And that water, according to the archangel, would be able to cure illnesses. Well, the young man didn't believe in the vision and afraid to be being called crazy, did not pass on the archangel's request. Well, months later, Diego Lazarus became very ill from an epidemic that killed millions of people in the 16th century. When everyone was expecting his death, St. Michael appeared to him again, surrounded by intense rays of light. The young man's relatives were surprised because even they could see a very bright light coming out of the room where the boy was dying. Then they went to see what had happened and found Diego healed Mm. now the young man recounted how in a mysterious way the archangel had led him to the fountain of miraculous water where a shrine was to be built and in the vision saint michael was leading the way now the archangel reprimanded diego in the vision because he had not heeded his request So according to tradition, St. Michael appeared one more time to the young man. After this, Diego collected a sample of the water from the fountain and sent it to the local bishop. The bishop then distributed the water among some of the sick people and everyone who drank it was cured. Now, some years later, the Bishop of Puebla ordered the construction of the current church of St. Miguel del Milagro, St. Michael of the Miracle, where the miraculous spring is enshrined. The pilgrimage site receives thousands of faithful every year, especially in the month of September when the church celebrates the holy archangels.
1: So for as long as I remember, I have sported a St. Michael medal. Do you really? So maybe one day.
2: One day when you need him to help you in your illnesses or ailments. Yeah, your your friend St. Michael will come.
4: That's it.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: Coming up this Saturday at 11 o'clock a.m. is the Diaconate Ordination for the Archdiocese of Portland happening at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. All are invited to the ordination of James Ladd to the Sacred Order of Deacon through the Lane On of Hands and the Invocation of the Holy Spirit by Archbishop Alexander Sample and a reception will immediately follow. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com in the Hail Mary media app.
1: And more on Horses of Hope. It's right after the
5: forecast
12: There's power in hope, and Jesus is love's answer to our hope. I'm Alex Nelson, Stewardship and Development Officer for the Archdiocese of Portland, inviting you to join us in bringing the good news of the hope and love of Jesus to the world through the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal. There are nearly 400,000 Catholics in the Archdiocese, and the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal is critical to supporting those who need us, those who depend on us. For this generation and those to come, you have the power to help transform lives. One single generous moment can make all the difference. Please prayerfully support the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal this year. Learn more about how your gift will help bring the love and hope of Jesus Christ to Western Oregon. Visit JesusChangesEverything.Church to discover more about the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal. That's JesusChangesEverything.Church.
1: And it is a 44 Day Radio heat advisory through the day. Today could see a chance of a thunderstorm later this afternoon. Sunny then high at 86 degrees. Again, maybe a 30% chance of a thunderstorm later tonight as well, a low of 60 and then mostly sunny again for Tuesday, high of 86.
2: Currently it is 68 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver.
1: 75 degrees, St. Francis Church in Sherwood.
2: That's warm. Yeah. And I am back now with Monica Dodge. Monica is the executive director of Horses of Hope, Oregon. They have a beautiful facility in Turner, Oregon. And on this wonderful ranch, you'll find a dedicated group of trainers and horses helping fill the needs of a diverse group of people. Monica is joining me today to talk more about their facilities and an upcoming event with the whole community is invited to support them in. Good morning, Monica. Thanks so much for staying with me today.
16: Well, I'm glad to be here.
2: Well, Monica, for our listeners who maybe missed part of our first interview, remind our listeners again about your program and how horses are really used to help those in need.
16: Well, horses in our program through um, therapeutic horseback riding um, can help our participants with sensory integration, behavior, language, uh, sensory motor skills, physical strength and development, posture, and balance, mobility, Uh, we actually have a participant that started with us about six months ago, and over a four- to six-week period, she went from not walking to be able to walk on her her own.
2: Wow. Now, explain to our listeners how strength like that can be developed by learning horseback riding.
16: Well, the horse is really interesting because they... um, have a bilateral movement, just like humans have. And so as they move, um, we move with the horse, which then builds your muscles and your core and your hips to create that um, strength that a lot of people need in order to balance how they walk and um, how they uh, ride the horse.
2: That's incredible. Um, And uh, Monica, in our first half hour, too, we talked about people with different physical limitations. Are you able to help those who are maybe, you know, wheelchair bound for different reasons? Are they still able to, through your services and equipment, be able to really interact well with the horses?
16: Yes, they can. so we actually are really um, grateful for the fact that we were able to purchase a lift, which allows us to basically... um, put the um, participant within the lift system and put them over and onto the horse. Um, The only people we can't serve is those that don't have any kind of strength. Mm -hmm. However, we are working um, to get a special saddle that will um, alleviate that, that group of people not being able to participate.
2: Well, services like that and especially specialized equipment, those all come at a cost. And you're asking the community today to join in and help support this incredible program. You have the Denim and Diamonds event. It's coming up. Tell our listeners about it.
16: Yes, Denim and Diamonds is our annual dinner and auction, and it's held here at our barn facility. So we get to transform our barn into a wonderful Um, location to have people come in and enjoy some live music and just have a good time with their their friends and and see some of the participants and go around and meet some of the horses. We um, We use this event to raise the majority of our money that we use to pay our staff, feed our horses, and keep our lights on throughout the year.
2: Oh, and it is so important to be able, I think, to continue services for those who have come such a long way and still need more support. Well, to be able to support Horses of Hope is so very, very important. Uh, Monica, for people who are listening now, maybe know somebody, a family member or somebody in their community who they think, would really benefit from the services that you provide. Are there opportunities for people to tour your ranch, learn more about your programs, and uh, and, and maybe learn more about how, well, horses could be a part of that help?
16: Yes, they certainly can. They can actually contact our scheduling coordinator, Jolene, and she would um, tell them all about the way that we bring in new participants and how that process works. And then we do a meet and greet when the spot opens where they get to come in, learn more about the program, meet the horses, and kind of a special, they get to actually feed one of the horses during that meet and greet, um, which is a nice good connection for the participants to have. Um,
2: and again, Monica, what are the ages of your, your clients that you're able to help?
16: We currently serve those um, age 2 to 84. Um, We don't limit the age of our participants except for no one under the age of 2.
2: Okay. Oh, well, that is fantastic to know. And what a great program that you all are doing down there for listeners who are interested maybe in participating in the Denim and Diamonds Dinner and Auction, or just to find out more about your program, where can they go online to find out more?
16: Yeah, if they go to our website, it's horsesofhopeoregon.org. And right at the very front of the page, it'll have a um, link that says purchase tickets here. And they can go there to actually um, buy their tickets, learn more about the event, um, or they can scroll through. If they're looking to learn more about our programs, they can go to the top title bar and... um, just basically click on what they want to learn about and they can learn about our staff and our horses and our programs.
2: Oh well it is a wonderful uh, website. I was on there today. The pictures are fantastic. It just makes you want to go down and just spend a little time with those horses so it's wonderful that I to be able to talk with you today more about it and again really thank you so much for all that you do for those that you serve.
16: You're welcome. It is our pleasure to be able to be in service to those that need us.
2: Oh, thank you again. And that is Monica Dodge. She's the executive director of Horses of Hope, Oregon. Now I will add the information that Monica was just talking about and links to their webpage and also access to the Denim and Diamonds event coming up. You're gonna find those links on the podcast of this interview, MatadayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app.
1: And it is 851 at Monterey Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend this Monday morning. I love the name of that, Denim and Diamonds.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, if you're a horse lover, that makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. So <laughs> wonder,
1: wonderful program. If you haven't downloaded it yet, please get our Hail Mary Media app. It's free. That's a pretty good price. Free for the Hail Mary Media app. Just go to our webpage. It's right there. All the information right on the front page. This is going to give you access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune in to live broadcasts of matri Radio. You can even sign up for customized prayer reminders. All of this and more on the free Hail Mary Media app. Details on our website at matri
5: Support for matri Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
12: Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to Thy protection, implored Thy help, or sought Thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto Thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To Thee do I come, before Thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful, O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in Thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen.
6: For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com.
7: Hello. Bill Lemire here from the Labore Society. Did you know that Labore has now rescued close to 400 Catholic vocations from the barrier of student loan debt? Labore envisions a culture where vocations to priesthood and religious life will never be lost to student loan debt. Our vision, of course, depends on the generosity of devoted Catholics like you. Please visit rescuevocations.org to learn how you can help us strengthen the future of the Catholic Church.
0: The morning blend with David and Brenda—a double shot to start the day on Day Radio.
1: It is eight fifty-four at Day Radio. Well, kind of an interesting forecast today. There's a thirty percent chance of a shower or a thunderstorm mainly after four this afternoon. That heat advisory stays until effect until eight this evening. Going to be eighty-eight degrees as your projected high today. Thirty percent chance of a thunderstorm again tonight. Tuesday, mostly sunny, 87. Then Wednesday, sunny, back up to 90 degrees. Wow. So it's gonna, it's really going to be warm all week long. That's incredible. So, yeah, so be, be ready for that. Currently, 68 degrees in the Rose City.
2: And closing out our show today, here is A-Lob and The Cross Remains. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Madger Day Radio. We will
18: see. The Cross Reef
1: and the cross remains. It's 859, Mater Day Radio. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend on this Monday. We made it.
2: We did. (laughs) I think that for the most part, people would probably not have ever known that things were a little chaotic when we came in this morning, but by the grace of God.
1: Yes, and Patrick.
2: And Patrick Ryan. (laughs) That's right.
1: We got stuff (laughs) got stuff working again so it was a miracle
2: it is every single day they happen for us especially here at mater day radio that is gonna wrap it up for us on the morning blend it is a monday that means a living stone coming up this evening at 7 30 deacon harold and our friend ken helenius well they always got something great to talk about you can also access their podcast this afternoon have a very blessed day